spine, the tingle in the loins. Screw you guys, I'm going home. You get later. You've got to wash the balls pre-kickoff. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Strong shoulders on him. Over the top, Sam Whitelock. Over the top, Sam Whitelock. Sam Whitelock, you are magnificent. Sam Whitelock has forced a penalty and the game will be over. Sam Whitelock's career will go on and the Irish will crash out of Rugby World Cup 2023. Always, always bet on black. Welcome to the run home. Thanks to Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your door. And uh, it's one of those days we look forward to, isn't it? Just like the Melbourne Cup, anything else. Super rugby squad naming. Was it a big deal? Are you surprised with anything? Did anything jump out at you? Is, have you even been keeping up? Because uh, all five New Zealand franchises, in fact, all 12 Super Rugby Pacific franchises, naming their squads within the same day. No point staggering it over days and, and people arguing about who goes where, I suppose. But it's largely predictable. Obviously, we know a lot of these signings. Great example. We found out about, uh, officially, Angus Ta'avao becoming a blue yesterday, the day before the team naming. We also, of course, if you follow the run home closely, we found out much earlier than that through some of our moles because we have the best connected audience in all of radio. Uh, as I look through the squads, nothing jumps out as uh, there's no great shot, great bolter that comes to mind for me. Bringing in producer Brad, and, and Brad, I'd need to say, I've, I've got to say, that for most teams, and this is indicative of coming out of a World Cup cycle, the losses look far more impressive than the gains. Yeah, there is a there is an element to that, Sam. There is indeed. Uh, you know, like there are obviously. I mean, this this year in particular, as you said, World Cup cycle. But this this year feels a lot like 2015, right? When we lost all of those great, great All Blacks, the the Nonos, the Smiths, the the Carters, the McCaws. Uh, this is similar to that with Retallicks. Aaron Smith, Sam Whitelock, Bowden Barrett, among uh, a, a number of names leaving. And, of course, no Adi Savia, no Sam Kane. So, uh, yeah, it, it does feel like that. I, I agree with you. Um, the Crusaders team has just dropped as well. I'm just uh, trying to track down. There it is. Um, so we'll have that for you in a sec as well. Excellent. And, look, I like them all coming out on the same day. Don't get me wrong. And, I, and I, the concept of spreading it out, that means if you are into it, uh, you get – Juice, you know, juicy pieces of uh, of information to tackle through and and dive through along the way. But given that uh, the t franchises that have gone before them are saying, saying the players have missed out and saying where they're going, <laughs> when you get yeah. to the Crusaders, it, it kind of you know there shouldn't be any elements of of major 
uh, surprise there. And uh, it's still a course, good team, Sam. Man, of course it is. I'm just looking at it now, and there are names jumping out of the page to me. This is, you know, Crusaders fans. You should still feel really, really confident. You know, Joe Moody, Cody Taylor. Uh, to Mighty Williams, Fletcher Newell, Scott Barrett, Quinton Strange will probably be an All Black this year. Ethan Blackadder, Tom Christie, Cullen Grace, uh, Mitchell Drummond, Noah Hotham had an excellent last year, uh, excellent season last year. Riaz Rehana as well. Fergus Burke, who's injured for the start of the season. Dallas McLeod, Havili. Uh, these are the names I'm just reading out by the way. Levi Amua, Ryan Crotty, uh, Manasa Matel Ali is back. Maka Springer had a great NPC. Sever Reese is back. Shafi Haki had a very good season. Lee Halfpenny, Will Jordan as well. So that is a very, very, those are just the uh, main players that have read out. They've got, and, and we know about the Crusaders, Sam. They're always good at bringing through young talent. I think anyone who said that the Crusaders uh, rely purely on those uh, experienced heads and the ones we've seen depart, but you'd have to say by the same token, as far as the depth that left New Zealand rugby, the Crusaders have been largely untouched now. The hole that Sam Whitelock leaves, leaves anywhere is monstrous, as is Richie Moonga, but they feel like they're well covered in, in so many of those areas. It's terrifying. It's it's terrifying how good this team can be. And uh, it, on paper, from what we've seen so far, definitely looks the strongest still to me. Uh, and, I, and I'm a big fan of what the uh, some of these other franchises are putting out. Uh, a little concerned um, through name recognition, at least, for the Highlanders. A lot of experience gone missing, but... Realistically, Brad. I mean, mm. when it comes when it comes to to that, they needed a clean out, right? A clean out was absolutely required. And they have Jamie Joseph coming in. Look, I think it's and and we spoke to uh, Roger Clark last year. Oh, this year, sorry, Kirsten Beef did earlier this year. Um, I think the day that um, the Jamie Joseph announcement was made, and he said, "Look, now for us needs to be a legitimate three to five year plan about getting us to where we want to be." Um, that's what they did when they had that great success under Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown. Um, what a decade ago. They sort of had a three or f- three to five year plan, and and in the fourth year of that plan, they won Super Rugby. So, uh, you know, like uh, that that's that's how they're going to rebuild, and these players will be much better in two three years time uh, with Jamie Joseph overseeing everything alongside Clark Dermody. Uh, one thing I will say is I like the Hurricanes, yeah. and uh, obviously Tyrell Lomax, another year older, is going to be that much better as a as a Super Rugby player and an All Black as well. But like. I like what I like their recruits. They've uh, picked up James Tucker from the Blues, who was probably the standout sort of fine for the Blues last year. He's a really good lock forward, and they lost a couple of lock forwards the the um, the Canes. So that's a good pickup for them. But it's their back row, Sam, and an electric back row: Devin Flanders, Duplessis, Karifi, Brad Shields, Peter Luckey, Braden Uolse. They haven't. And they've got TK Holden as well, who also had a very, very good NPC. So they're very, very strong there. Uh, first five eight, maybe a little bit kumsi kumsa with Brett, Brett Cameron and Aidan Morgan. You never know what you're going to get with those guys. But three great halfbacks, Richard Judd, TJ Perinara, Cam Roygaard. And then the the excitement machines in the back line, Balen Sullivan, Billy Proctor, Peter Umanga Jensen, uh, and, and Geordie Barrett. They they have a very, very, very good looking side. And then you've got uh, Kenny Naholo, Celestia Rayasi, Ruben Love. I, I like... I like the the Hurricanes. I, I really do. I think I think Wellington fans have something to be excited about. And the Chiefs are going to be very, very good too. They've only really lost two major players. So I think they'll be a very, very good side as well. Yeah, what we're talking about being predictable, we are now seeing it written down for the first time. And as uh, Brad very excitedly is going through for us, I think you might be the most excited man about the Super Rugby uh, namings I've come across today, Brad, because a lot of people seem to be a little bit down on the on the concept. But hearing the excitement in your voice, I don't know, it's gearing me up too. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm invigorated. I'm, 
off the pure fact that I'm really excited for the players next year, Sam. Yeah, and look, because, we are entering a brand new cycle, and and with a new coach at uh, international level for the first time, and I say that respectfully to uh, to the coaches beans, but they're all part of the previous regime. A new head coach. Before anyone comes at me about Jason Ryan again, a new head coach at the All Blacks will mean a new philosophy and mean new opportunities. And looking ahead four years, the investment in players being it doesn't matter to the new coach. So there are huge opportunities for those players to push through. And we're seeing a lot of change within the setups within uh, these Super Rugby franchises too. New coaches at organisations like the Blues, organisations like the Highlanders, an opportunity to really put your hand up and impress, of course, at the Hurricanes as well. So it, 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 this is a, uh, a legitimate changing of the guard, Brad. And it's been a long time since we've seen this many new coaches from Super Rugby level up to the top level, given how, given Rays has taken virtually all of them with them, uh, it is a pretty exciting time. And I think it's exciting for Blues, Hurricanes, Chiefs, and Highlanders fans. Highlanders less so. I'm sure their expectations are a lot lower than the other three. Is that the you know there is a there is this thought of a reset at the Crusaders. Like Scott Robertson is a massive loss. Like yes, Sam Whitelock's a big a big loss. A couple of the other guys they've lost absolutely. But the biggest loss to the Crusaders is their coaching staff. That is that is the loss that's gonna that's gonna hit them the most. So uh, within their coaching staff. So look, Rob Penny, great coach, no doubt, and they've still got some fantastic players. But there are some doubts there around first five eight um, and around depth uh, uh, in the forward pack as well in terms of what's coming off the bench. So there is some hope there, and we know how good the Chiefs were last year. Uh, Sam, the only team they lost to, I think, what well, 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 they lost to the Reds and they lost to the Crusaders. So they're they're a very very good side and will be again. Absolutely, and uh, what we're talking about. Comings and goings. One of the biggest uh, departures in the rugby world of late has been the announcement of Wayne Barnes from uh, getting rid of his role as a professional rugby referee and getting back into civilian life. Interesting is coming out now and explaining a bit more about that social media pressure. He's not the first referee we've heard it from, Brad, and he won't be the last, uh, but he thinks that trolling has crossed some major lines. And geez, it's hard to argue. Mm. We've got so we've got we'll play the full three minute um that BBC posted up on their social media. We'll do that a little bit later on. But yeah, he he uh not only did he have death threats and threats to his personal well being, but there are also uh some uh threats against his daughters uh, and his, his kids and and his uh his wife, um, including of a sexual nature, which is just disgusting. And it's, what it's, what makes me feel stuff. sick and, and this was post the final, right? What makes me feel really, really sick inside is that my guess is a lot of that abuse would have come from New Zealand fans. And that that makes me because South African fans are not going to be upset at the way he refereed that game, are they? You well, know, they're not going to bother. You're not, you're not going to bother even if you even if you weren't happy uh, happy about you. hundred percent. The the only only thing I think could think of whether there are um, uh, other people who had say money on it or uh, otherwise who could be doing it, but it, it certainly it leans itself to sounding like it's New Zealand fans. And I was actually as a country pretty proud uh, of how maturely we handled the scenario given yep. our past misgivings around referees and uh, refusing to accept any blame and defeat. But obviously, it doesn't take. It's not the majority that's going after it. It's the complete dickheads who hide behind a uh, a screen and a keyboard, prepared to make these uh, make these threats. Of those death threats he received, 
How many percentage-wise do you reckon have the nuts to say it to them face to face? Oh, probably zero, Sam. It's, uh, it's, and it's, I think... it's absolutely disgusting behaviour. And while I love the technical revolution, I love being able to uh, speak to my old man via video call. I love being able to keep up with everyone I grew up with uh, on uh, social media. It is. Ju it's just the 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 scourge of society uh, that allows this kind of behaviour to go on, and and the and the complete lack of interest in policing it from those who put it forward. But yeah, yeah. and uh, you can look. I remember the magic round and the issues the Warriors had with the referee, and I made some comments on social media about the performance of that referee. But not once did it ever cross my my mind to jump into that man's. Uh, social media and start criticizing him on his performance. And, uh, you know, and I know Ben O'Keefe had similar reactions from Chiefs fans following the Super Rugby final this year. Um, some disgusting stuff was sent his way, Sam. And, like, it's okay to criticize a referee as a fan. It's okay to jump on social media and say, God damn, this referee is terrible. But to cross the line to a personal standpoint and jump into his, like, DMs, gross just disgusting and like get a life if there's anyone listening that that did that and yeah. and and potentially said something derogatory to them get a life that's just gross disgusting and uh there's no place for it and wayne barnes has talked about potentially uh seeking legal action against some of these people right. and i say All go for, for it. it mate 100 Every, percent. everyone everyone who did it should be completely outed and thrown uh, their name thrown out there I hope it gives some people some time for reflection uh, and understanding. And every time this comes up, I know it feels repetitive uh, in a sporting vein here in society uh, to be calling about these uh, the ridiculous trolls and, and death threats, but someone's doing it. So hopefully every time it's brought up, one person goes, do you know what? I'm going to stop doing that. That was, a, that was a low act by me. Give myself another cut and move on. Now, uh, speaking of, uh, of men of honor and integrity, Ryan Fox, we love him. Who does? If you don't love Foxy, then you're not actually a New Zealander. It's, it's, a, it's a confirmed fact. You're not a New Zealander if you don't love Ryan Fox, one of the, our great sporting exports at the moment and killing it on the golfing scene. He made a bet, Brad, that he had to come through with. It was wearing a Springboks jersey. That poor man. So this feels like blasphemy for me, to be honest, but having a South African caddy and a South African coach, we had a little bit of a bet on the final. No money at all, but... Purely pride, so if Springboks won, I had to wear this for three holes in the Pro-Am. And if the All Blacks won, he had to use an All Black Yardage Book cover for the year. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm We all know the results. Yeah, we all know the results. So. I'm delighted. <laughs> Go on. You look good, actually. Good on him. And talk about playing the percentages as a bet, Brad. A, a Pro-Am for three holes or needing to hold an all-black cover for a <laughs> for whole months, year. Ryan wins. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. Just, it was. It, it's, it gets its punishment over and done with uh, in a pro-am where only uh, we find it on social media. Uh, and but look, you know, a man of a man of honour. That the, the and, black jersey means everything to that family, obviously. So it would be would have been tough. Listen, I have lost a bet where I needed to wear a, a Queensland jersey on air, and it's nice. still one of the most disgusting feelings of my entire life. But you know, a bet's a bet. Also, Ryan's going to pick up a whole bunch of South African fans in the next three days. So <laughs> he, he will. I mean, like it's like if, if Rory McIlroy lost the bet and had to wear an all-black jersey for three or four days, we will be following him closely because that's putting us on the map, right? Like the one of the biggest golfers in the world. And, and you know, like, or if Roger Federer or whoever, you know, like it's, it's, it's cool. And Foxy, you know, he's one of the top 40 golfers on the planet. And he's wearing, and that, that you think about that for a sec. He's one of the top 40 golfers on the Amazing. planet. 
It's amazing. And it he'll, amazing. And think of how many people play golf, including myself, very badly. But uh, yeah, for, for him to wear a Springboks jersey, you know, that, that's probably going to garner news, especially if he goes well uh, in South African media, which is really, really cool. And Brad is in the top 40 of golfers on the SENZ staff as well. So uh, he's, he's, he's flying high. Top flying 10, high, mate. I'll be top 10. <laughs> Sa- Sa- well, Sammy Hewitt's there. Um, and that's about it at the moment. I think maybe Brendan from, from Bops, B-Dog. Geez, well, in that case, you know, we, we're talking to the elite of the elite here. I won't throw myself in there. Uh, me and my golf game, uh, my handicap is is me. I'm, I'm my handicap. I hold, I hold me back in a, in a very big way when it comes to the world of golf. Let's I, take a look at our Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourite delivered with Mick Delivery. We dive deep through the show into the Super Rugby Squad announcements. We'll have including Vern Cotter from the Blues. Looking forward to catching up with him. Sky Sports, Jeff McTainch, who loves anything code. Big, small, otherwise he will be right into this and looking forward to uh, his spin on the Highlanders. Should be interesting. Uh, we look at the Black Caps do a die match against Sri Lanka later on as well. Our run home movie of the week we need to talk around the grounds of the plunkett shield our run home thursday poll tab live sports update with uh, j-dog the betting that is and we hear from wayne barnes on the abuse he received following that world cup final that's your macca's menu mac delivery delivering your macca's favorite straight to your door the run homes sporting headlines here's what's making news today A famous New Zealand sporting name is set to make its mark in a different code. Rising New Zealand football talent Marley Luluai has signed a professional deal with English Premier League club Burnley on his 17th birthday. Yes, son. The son of former Kiwi League player Kylie Luluai, who played internationally for Samoa, and he was cousins with uh, the great Thomas Luluai, which means, of course, his uncle is James Luluai. What a family. He's been contracted to the club until the UK summer of 2026. The defender is currently with the New Zealand team at the FIFA Under-17 World Cup in Indonesia with their first game on Sunday against Venezuela. Rugby World Cup final referee Wayne Barnes wants those responsible for abusing him and his family on social media punished. Englishman Barnes was subjected to death threats after South Africa's 12-11 win over the All Blacks in the tournament final in Paris. He's told the BBC the threats he received crossed the line with abuse, online abuse only getting worse. Barnes was threatened with personal harm to himself and members of his family. We will hear more from that chat a little bit later in the show. And after suffering a severely disrupted defeat to Pakistan, the Black Caps are on high rain alert as they prepare for their must-win match against Sri Lanka in Bengaluru. At the same ground five days ago, New Zealand fell just one run short of their biggest ever one-day score, which is four at four and one. But they lost uh, by 21 runs somehow, and with the ri- rivals could compete only half the allotted overs before rain intervened, courtesy of the old Duckworth-Lewis Stern system. With a semi-final spot hanging by a balance, eyes are turned nervously skyward as weather poses another invariable for teams to negotiate at this tense stage of the tournament. A thunderstorm is forecast at the region in the next few hours. And those are your headlines. It is the Thursday run home poll time as well. We discussed it yesterday about Glenn Maxwell. I said, "Who? what's better? What's been better than Glenn Maxwell? Well, we're going to put it to the test. The greatest ODI World Cup innings of all time. Are you Team Big Show, Glenn Maxwell, or Team Guppy? Martin Guptill for that incredible double century against the West Indies in the quarterfinals. A lot more at stake, just saying. 
Let us know on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost's range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Text us on double eight double three. But I bet it won't change.